four, and you're listening to the one two three show with me, Sadia, and it means that it's time to be artsing around with Andrew Dembina, and here he is. Good afternoon to you, Andrew. Good afternoon. <laughs> Certainly is Sadia. Time to be artsing around on a Thursday afternoon. So what are you up to? So, and before you mention NFTs, right? I'm going to say all right. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Um, yeah, it's all you yours. know. Sadia knows that uh, that I, that I do want to. There's quite a bit to mention today, but if we get there, okay. there is a, a curious NFT connection at the end. Okay. So starting off though with something local, uh, like. Last year, the annual Hong Kong Arts Festival, unfortunately, has had to cancel uh, its in-venue performances from this month, and it's had to proceed, and it's just about to kick off, having been postponed. It always normally starts officially at the beginning of February every year. This year is the 50th year, so it would have been with a lot of pizzazz and shebang and all sorts mm. of other extravaganza-like words because, you know, that's, uh, mm. that's quite something to be doing in its, in its 50th edition. I However, know. obviously, um, with uh, COVID being what it is at the moment, uh, organisers w- w- waited to delay it as much as they could. There were lots of uh, best-case scenario situation where uh, actually groups of performing artists were going to hopefully come to Hong Kong. When that became a... Uh, a non-feasible thing because of flights being banned from many of those countries, etc. It uh, had to take the shape of what happened for the last two years. It's the third year. In case it does feel like more than two years that mm. we've been in COVID, it, it really does. is. It this does. Is the third time that there's going to be uh, basically uh, a um, an online version of the Hong Kong Arts Festival. Last year, they managed to mix it up a little bit and there was limited live performances in venue concerts which mm-hmm. were allowed with very very restricted seating of something like less than 100 people at the cultural center's grand theater in oh, one of i remember mm-hmm. so it was really and I, I did actually attend last year by um online ticketing which was and i did see some really excellent uh, performances I saw a couple of shows this year again um, it's all about the online. Mm. And so it opens tomorrow. Yeah, and I sent you a picture there, um, the, uh, yeah. one of a few pictures that I've sent, Sadia, which was one still from the Hong Kong Arts Festival's official website. Can you tell what it is, Sadia? You can see it on my Facebook page. I'm just scrolling there. Was it Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. yeah. It is indeed. Yeah. It's Romeo and Juliet, and it's by the oldest uh, surviving operatic society in the world um, organization the paris opera ballet mm. and it's um it's quite a big coup given that it's online it's really great that there's something mega in terms of a uh, an organization that's taking part and it's going to be from tomorrow then that's 20 25th of february and it will finish on the 4th of march and there will be free online viewing available oh, wow. for for this and and there are a lot of free shows mm. so listeners listen out for um i'll give you the website at the end but Sounds you can good. see and hear some of the performances for free others are ticketed to be paid for the free ones by the way just to um let everyone know when you are getting and booking your space for a free online ticket um it it actually does require even though it's called free it does require a small donation but as small as about 20 or so dollars so oh, it's not fine. really a lot and, and anything that um that can be sort of um uh, afforded by people in these difficult times to contribute towards a very worthwhile 
organisation really does manage to get the kudos of inviting such big um, performance groups, whether it's orchestras or this ballet um, uh, organisation, it's really... It's not surprising that it's got a bit of a name for itself as being a very world-class arts festival. Mm. So the yeah the what, the Romeo and Juliet then was um, it's a version that although it's been taken up by the Paris Opera Ballet, it was first um, choreographed by the ex ballet dancer turned Russian ballet dancer turned um, choreographer uh, Nureyev for mm. and it was and it was first um, really designed in terms of choreography, choreographed, mm. for the London Festival Ballet in 1977. So wow. that's what they're working from. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the first um, telecast or online casting of this tomorrow evening, if you should you um, sign up and book your your place sounds amazing you. yeah yeah it does it does it, it, and it will be it will be preceded by a kind of grand opening of the whole festival um <clears throat> plus the comet opera theatres uh Aurelie dupont who is um, going to address the premiere audience by video before the screening so it's mm -hmm. quite you know it's nice that there's a bit of online pizzazz about this still going on as there was yeah the i think you years. have to do it don't you i mean you can't leave it at that yeah. it's, it's worth it and people are no. now tuning in if people want to see that picture uh, you can go to my um facebook page sadia's money on radio 3 rthk and uh, you can see the picture of the romeo and juliet there mm -hmm. that's great so i'll just mention a couple of other highlights though um there will also be uh, for free viewing there will be um in march well, we're nearly in March now, aren't we? Next week, there will be something by two pieces from the French 400-year-old um, playwright uh, who is Molière, the French playwright, mm -hmm. and there are two different plays on. One is... Uh, they're, they're two of his most famous. One is called Tartuffe, and the other one is called The School for Wives. Um, you're married, Sadia. Did you go to one of those? No, I haven't, actually. <laughs> I'm going to have to go. No. I don't need at school, right? I'm sorry, Andrew. <laughs> no, no, no. So it, was, it, it was a joke, Sadia. Yeah, I'll have to check it out, uh, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, but, it, but, uh, but I'll tell you what, it was, what, it, what it's about. Um, it's, it's, a, it's about a, um, a very jealous husband oh, right. who has a younger wife oh. and is very... and becomes almost of his own psychological making uh possessed with Ooh. the idea that uh, that she is um you know sort of wanting to have relationships with others okay. so it was it was i mean it goes back 400 years but Sounds it's something good. which could mm. um which has been reinterpreted and given a contemporary feel in its setting and the way it's staged and so, um, it, but it is very much based on that original story. So mm. it's a contemporary take on that. And it's typical of the playwrights um, looking at human behaviour. These are both going to be performed in French with English and Chinese oh, subtitles being uh, on the screen simultaneously. And that is from the 18th to the 25th of March. Uh, also, free from Czechoslovakia, it will be from one of uh, Czechoslovakia's leading opera houses. And they also played live in previous years at the Hong Kong Arts Festival. It's the National Theatre Brno. Difficult to pronounce because it's two consonants in the middle. B-R-N-O. Brno. I know that they roll that R, which I can't do very well. Um, it's called The Greek Passion. 
mm-hmm. and it takes place in a remote Greek village, and it's a, it's a modern tale about villagers who are preparing to take up a, uh, their roles to play an Easter play uh, where there is uh, Christ and Mary Magdalene and the Apostles in a traditional um, Christian Easter play, but suddenly a group of starving refugees arrives in their village and it gives them a moral crisis about what to do, go on, do, you know, they're, they're, well, basically, you know, they wanted, they're very re- a religious community and they wanted to go on with this play, mm. um, but they have to uh, obviously go for the moral uh, sort of um, way of helping out people who are very much in need. So that's a free one. And one which, which is charged is uh, called Wonder Boy, and that's from the UK's Bristol Old Vic. And this is actually going to be, uh, it's been written for both stage and deliberately to be filmed for online, just for Hong Kong, but to be screened both in the UK and in some other places around the world. This is a paid-for ticket, and it's a brand-new production uh, for March 2022. So we'll be seeing the premiere version of that here, should you choose to watch that. And it's about a uh, coming-of-age drama is is described uh, about a boy who's 12 years old who has a stutter and Mm -hmm. struggling to find his place in a challenging world and finding his confidence when he gets kind of teased at school but getting through it and it's how how to champion adversity through the eyes of this 12 year old boy so there's a lot of interesting things there obviously um there would have been a lot more uh that have been either postponed or cancelled or postponed for another year, including some productions that the Hong Kong Arts Festival put some of its own funds into. It had gone for a joint production with the Finnish National Opera and Ballet, which was going to be an interactive piece, which was going to look very 22nd century almost, very cyber-looking. I saw some stills of that. But anyway, I won't uh, describe any more of that because it's not going to happen. But, oh, uh, but they, they did quite say a lot there. They want... Mm. Yeah, they want they want to do it. So basically, it's got the, the credibility of the organisation itself is such that it can collaborate with some of the world's best production um, houses. So interesting stuff. Mm. Moving on though, mm-hmm. yeah, from there to next another picture that I sent you with a rather curious happening going on in Eastern Europe. Sadie, how would you describe what you can see it, there? It was just a woman. Is that the one with the woman in a in a kind of empty room? Is that, is that yeah. a picture I've got? Yeah. So she's in an empty room, a kind of grey room, and uh, I can't see what what is she standing on. It's just she's standing on some um, some flat um, stones that have been put as a kind of pathway that's okay. going through a number of uh, yeah video monitors. Yeah, there's lots of video monitors, laptops Slate. around her. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it's actually so that she can pace around and take on the um, the persona of somebody that, uh, that she is uh, trying to evoke. It's a um, it's a it's a psychic, a late psychic, whose real name was called Nina Kal- uh, Kalina, mm-hmm. who's from Russia. She's a, that's a real psychic who was a, a real eccentric, but was supposed to have reputed supernatural powers oh. such as levitating objects and oh. being able to manipulate the behavior of others around her so she take on this <laughs> character and she does it as performance art now what's the difference 
between performance, arts and theatre, do you think, Sally? Do you know? No, you're going to tell me, aren't you? No? Well, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, really, the only difference, in my opinion, is that um, the surroundings or the way that those performing uh, put, it, put it forward. There's, there's, um, there are two performance artists that are, that are well known in that field in the UK called Gilbert and George, just known by those two first names. Mm-hmm. They also make great big photographic murals, um, very, very large framed um, uh, objects of 2D art. But they started off as performance artists and the environment in a, a very large contemporary gallery in Romania called the Kunthal Bega, which is in a uh, lesser known uh, city in um, in Romania. We've not ever covered Romania before, but I, but I do scour my artsy uh, publications for stories for this weekly report. Mm. Um, th- there really is a varied selection of 12 artists in this show that's called Chronicles of the Future Superheroes. Mm. And it's a bit of a spurious uh, title for an exhibition, I think, because some of the artists are flashing back to things uh, gone by in a very primitive form, not the one that I've sent to you. As you say, there were laptops around there, Sardia, and all mm, sorts of mm. very current gizmos. But some of them are looking a little more historic in, uh, in the way. And most people are going for... It's a multimedia exhibition of 12 artists, 12 of the top contemporary artists in Romania. And some of them have gone for video and on-screen work. Others have gone for installation. Now, an installation in fine art terms, is basically something that can uh, make you feel like you're in an environment. It's not a sculpture. Okay. It's not, okay. yeah? yeah? So, so that's, that, that's what an installation is, something that you can either walk into partially or feel that it's part of a corner of a room or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so the, the piece that we were talking about um, is something that, where the artist herself performs in the centre of a small space a small white room, which is like a, a, a typical gallery space before paintings or sculptures are mm. placed around it. But she's scattered these bits of slate around. There are TV screens oh, around. Slate, and through right. that, she wants to evoke this character. Other, other um, exhibiting artists are screening um, films and one particular person who is um, ethnic Korean but living for two generations in Romania. And his name is... Uh, Hyun Jing Beck uh, has produced a kind of replica or a nod towards something that he knows as traditional in his his kind of heritage homeland, which is um, a, bar- a barbecued pork belly restaurant, <laughs> and it's called cool, it's cool, it's cool. Right. the piece is called K Meat Restaurant okay. Restaurateur, <laughs> and in this, so he he plays. A restaurant, a restaurateur, the owner of a restaurant who set up this thing. So there's lots of tables around, plastic seating, like you get in some no-nonsense Hong Kong restaurants. And, um, and he's there at the front desk where, like in some Hong Kong, um, you know, straightforward restaurants, the till is at the door, so you can't leave without paying. Not that, <laughs> not that we would, sorry, but, no. but, it's, but, that's, but that's where he's got the setup in, the, in this uh, Korean, this would-be Korean restaurant, which becomes an artistic... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. People walk around who might not be familiar culturally with Korean food. Okay. So that's something that's interesting there. And if people want to have a look at that, I'll have to spell out the uh, the 
name, the website name. Okay. Uh, it's K U N S T H A L L E B E G A. That's far too long for anyone yeah, to remember. Yeah, I might have it. to send you this. <laughs> yeah, 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 you just send yeah. it. I'll put it on it's, the Facebook page. Yeah, exactly. Kunstalbega.ro. Okay. Um, which reminds me, I meant to mention for the previous piece, the, I mean, it's easy to find by Googling, but the actual um, Hong Kong Arts Festival mm-hmm. website is mm-hmm. very easy to mm-hmm. find. It's hk.artsfestival, okay. arts with an S, festival.org. Okay. And you can book free or paid for tickets there. I still do have one more thing to mention. And um, it's an NFT were mentioned at the beginning of this. <laughs> yeah, when they're not these days, Sadia. but um, it's it's an intriguing one. Um, a, dig- a digital development uh, company that makes NFTs has gone for a new project in collaboration with a former prisoner of war in America uh-huh. who is 101 years old. Wow! So that's that, that's very that's very interesting. But this this particular character, his name is uh, Robert McAdam. Uh, he's a former World War II uh, prisoner of war and Purple Hearts recipient, um, is going to make a, uh, a work of art called Peace 101, and it kind of reflects partially on when he was imprisoned and, were, and was a soldier in the U.S. Army in World War II. Uh, he has this particular person who's made it to 101 has also done so many different things. He's run in marathon. He ran in a marathon. He's not sciences, and he also there's a video in the FT production company's website of him until about five or six years ago in his mid 90s, still doing, still sort of going at one of those hanging from the ceiling punch bags for his training. Oh. And he's, he's, a thin, he's a thin guy. Mm. I mean, you know, there's a lot of muscle wastage, I think, by the time people are fortunate enough to reach 90. Mm. And, um, yeah, he's originally from Chicago, and he was a um, uh, he was both in the Army and in the Air Force in World War II. He wow. kind of went to both uh, departments of uh, armed forces there. And, uh, yeah, you can... Uh, um, you can you can't see that yet because it's in the process of being made. But okay. just look out for that if you think about that it. If you go for something in a couple of months, it'll be ready. They say the um, the first NFT by someone over a um, hundred giving the <laughs> subject for <laughs> That's it. That's amazing. We've isn't heard it? before. Yeah, I, I mean, I was speaking to Nor- to Noreen also about some lucky um, school children who whose parents put up some of their drawings and artwork and paintings on Instagram mm-hmm. that got spotted, yeah, got spotted by art galleries in different parts of the world, mm-hmm. who then um, were approached, or the parents were, because these kids were in primary school, actually. It happened to at least wow. two children. That, uh, that uh, yeah, and they uh, then went on to uh, to make additioned NFTs that got their family their uh, university fund sorted well, out. Well, I better get my <laughs> artwork up there on my Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't get like any interest whatsoever because it's non-existent. But I know you're well, you know, you, you're quite a talented artist. I see some of your things on Facebook every so often. Yeah, yeah well, go for I, it. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I should do. I should do. And you know, um, just to expand a little bit in the world of NFTs, maybe uh, some little know this, but. It's not only artwork. We hear about NFTs as yes. being artwork yes. primarily, yeah. but but also literature. 
um, uh, can be can be put up there, and then you can have almost like your own audio book. Some publications, I don't know if you've seen, but even the South China Morning Post has put up some different um, articles. And I know I've seen some other publications have put up either excerpts of interesting dynamic magazine stories that go across with really nice layouts. It's amazing what you can do with it. It's just, as you said, you know, before we were discussing it last week, just Mm. it's the layering, isn't it? It's just it can go in and you can see a lot more than just just the actual picture itself. Well, for artists, it's mm. fantastic, actually. Mm. You, could, you could have a little built-in documentary and, yes, like we mentioned, a walk around their studio yeah. and so on. But, but, but what some other um, newspapers or, or galleries are doing is building in some special memberships. There are, these, there are all these different elements where it, it, you might be able to subscribe to a publication or uh, if galleries might have some sort of art club. And if you... If you buy it, you become a member or you can attend some of their, in normal times, annual events. They might have an end-of-year uh, exhibition and, um, you know, launch and opening a cocktail party or things like mm. that. It's, um, so, so there are these, these uh, really quite varied built-in elements which do still make and will continue to make the whole NFT biz an interesting one to watch, mm. I think. Can I just recap yeah. one thing? You know, you mentioned the films and it's the HK Arts Festival one, the one, um, the one about the waves lessons and stuff. How can we see that? Is that if we go to the website, we can check that out as to when it's on and, and be able to see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you, so you just go to the main uh, website. Um, so that's ak.artsfestival.org. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Check out the... Uh, um, the Hong Kong Arts Festival 2022, which will right. be on their on okay. their homepage, okay. and then there's a whole program, a list of programs, okay. and um, it's pretty much reduced now. Um, but there are, um, I, as we're speaking, I'm looking at it, and there are about 20 Brilliant. different um, types, different genres of music, pro theatre, dance. Yeah, there's a lot there. Brilliant. That's absolutely great. Thank you so much, Andrew. That's super. And I look forward to more from you next week. (laughs) All right. I'll see you then. Okay, then. Bye bye. And that's about.